Welcome to the Scale Up Valley podcast, where we bring the best leaders in the world to help you scale from 1 million to 1 tree. As you know, we have started this podcast covering SaaS leaders on their journeys from 2 million ARR to 100 million ARR. And then we had uh, another layer of guests from Qualtrics and uh, from Box who have been sharing their journeys from 1 million to 100 million to 1B. And now we are covering the 1B to 1 tree in a very special edition of the Corporate Scale um, podcast. And uh, just for your information, uh, the 1 tree is a joke. There is no company in the world who has ever reached the milestone of 1 tree in revenues. The largest company in the world at the moment is Walmart with half a trillion in revenues. Today we have a very special guest. His name is Telmo Fernandes, the country heads at Emerging and former Human Resource Director at Natixis Portugal. Telmo, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you for having me and for the invite. It's a pleasure and uh, let's get to know more about yourself and uh, a little bit of your career until joining Emerging. Yeah, so I'm, I started in a, a startup. I worked and studied at the same time. Um, it was a hardware developed company um, and basically I did everything there, uh, from human resources to commercial to everything. It was a really small company. We started with three. Mm -hmm. We ended up reaching 50 um, cool. in, in around three years. It wasn't, now looking back, it wasn't a big challenge. Uh, <laughs> um, then I went for a couple of industrial firms, um, big companies also, international companies. Uh, and I joined after that, I joined as an HR director, um, corporate HR director, um, Portuguese company named ProF. We're mm -hmm. based in Portugal. They were working mainly in two, com in two countries. And after seven years, uh, we worked in nine countries. And we mm -hmm. had a very a huge growth also in terms of not only revenue, but number of people. Um, and uh, the international dimension itself, the multiculturalism and all of those relevant things right. sometimes we miss. Then I went to an amazing project, Natixis. Um, we reached 700 people in two and a half years. Um, mm -hmm. The plan was to go from zero to 600 in three. Uh, we settled uh, in Porto, where I still live. Um, and then mm -hmm. there's, there was the project, the opportunity of building something from scratch also uh, mm -hmm. that is emerging uh, in Portugal. When I say building from scratch is in Portugal because uh, emerging already exists for, for some years. It's mm -hmm. the final version or the final, the current status is of a, a merger between a consultant firm in digital transformation mm -hmm. and uh, an IT company. So a developer, a software developer um, company. Um, and we are settling in Porto to, to, to grow. Company is mm -hmm. still growing, um, has uh, growth rates on average, not the exponential growth that we have in a lot of companies, but still currently it's around 20% a year. If, mm -hmm. if during the merger, during the year of the merger. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, here we are. That's awesome. And um, yeah, I think that you have an amazing experience as you shared with, with a startup from 3 to 50, then with uh, uh, 
group in Portugal from going from two countries to nine countries. And I, I believe that your experience with Natix is was really the the moment of steroids in terms of growth uh, for you, right? So going from zero to 600 in, in three years, it's quite uh, an incredible um, experience to have. And uh, what do you think is the role of a world-class uh, human resource director or chief people officer? So what, what's your position on what should be the growth of, um, of this role in a high growth company? I think that there are two main points that are key. Uh, caring about the culture and, and focus. Because when you, when, you, when you are growing that fast, more, when I say caring about the culture, it underlines the message of the people that you are hiring, the people that you have on the company, and not waiving the, the principles of the culture of what you want to implement on the company um, because of numbers, because you need to match the target, you need to reach it. Mm-hmm. And that's the second point of, of, that I mentioned is focus. Focus not only on the culture that you want to implement, that the company wants to have to keep consistency, Uh, because it's really easy to lose the track of, of this when you are in a very high-speed process. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, yeah. caring for the culture and be focused, not ever waving the, the company culture because you need to reach the, the milestones. This is a great point, and uh, I promised to the audience that we didn't agree this before we start the show. Uh, the three critical ingredients to scale that we always discuss on the show, number one, it's um, radical focus. Number two is world-class leadership. And number three is a culture of uh, education. <laughs> so good that you're talking about culture and focus. And talking about culture, you're talking about people, right? So uh, which is a kind of uh, leadership. So going to the, to the next point and starting with the first one, which is uh, radical um, focus. Um, so how do you assure that everyone, uh, that you keep repeating the same thing again and again, and you don't distract yourself with new rabbits when you are executing a specific strategy? I think that at the moment, at least what happened with me, I, I, I was... Everything that all the measures, all the processes that we have implemented were always focusing on what it's the mission of the company. Mm-hmm. I think this, I have a strange perspective. I think that it's quite easy to grow. I think it's quite easy to scale as long as you have those, that focus because things happen very naturally almost in any almost in all of my experiences mm-hmm. um, if you have that focus and if you think on the why you are doing it and if you're doing it for the right reasons uh, it happens to aggregate the team you need to think of one of the things that uh, you don't manage to do something like we have made just by yourself so mm-hmm. not your team, the people that work with you, that report to you, or that you are able to directly influence, but also looking for your partners and your mm-hmm. colleagues and your coworkers and stakeholders um, right. and engaging with them. Uh, it's not all the time, it's not 
yeah, it's not all the time. It's not easy because you need to engage with different cultures, different habits, people that basically what you are asking is to do something that goes against their, not principles, but their will or that it will make them leave their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Thinking as a global team and avoiding the silos that companies tend to have. And actually, when we're talking about uh, exponential growth, I think mm-hmm. that the silos um, happen even more naturally that or as naturally as in already established and big companies. Mm-hmm. Because if you, you're focused on your execution and you're focused on, on yourself, and what's the what will make what will happen? What make will make you succeed, and not what will make the company succeed? What right. will make you? so th- that happens also. We may think that startups or new companies uh, don't have habits, don't have um, the right the adversity to change. But I really think that uh, that also exists in in companies that are small scaling very fast you focus on yourself on your work on hr on finance on it on on hiring whatever it is and yeah. back up the global purpose yeah so that's all about repetition 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 and uh, we we tend to invent reinvent the wheel and and talk about new things and then start talking about uh, another uh, things that we need to do instead of just uh, being obsessed about getting the things that we have in our agenda, in our strategic agenda um, done. So in terms of uh, structuring your own team, so uh, going from this zero to 400 people and almost to 600, so what are what were the different structures that you need to build in terms of uh, to help your team to scale? Yeah, it was from zero to seven seven hundred. Seven hundred, okay. It was, it was even more amazing. <laughs> NIT, that's crazy all over the place. It's not just portal or it's not yeah. portal, a big opportunity. Um, I would say that, um, or more than say, yeah, what we made was we were agile on. And when I say agile, it's not a concept. Uh, the traditional concept that we may already say that's traditional, although it's quite young or quite recent, but it's being very flexible and not, if it doesn't work, just change the approach. Um, The organization itself, I would say that one of the key points, we we had several. I won't say I cannot forget or I I don't want to underestimate the role of everyone because really everything and everyone is relevant to succeed, mm-hmm. um, but I would say that recruitment, the hiring process, the, the promotion right. of the and so talent acquisition, full process, the EPP, all of all of that flow, um, was key. So we we partner with several. So also, it's not easy, if not impossible, to reach these numbers. These numbers just with an internal team, and mainly more than an internal team, an internal internal team. That's just starting. So yeah. we had several partners, several companies that partnered with us. We were quite agile, quite agile on, on, the, on the process itself. Of course, we always made uh-huh. sure that the cultural point was, was, was being followed. We provide training to the hiring managers. 
of what to target, how to do an interview, how to focus, what was key, not on hard skills, because those HR doesn't help that much. <laughs> they're, they're doing their role as no one can replace them, but very focused on culture, on the, the, the traits that were key on hiring someone. Also, we gave them some, some support tools, not only the, the training, but, but being very, very close to them every time. Um, and the mm -hmm. second point, I would say that the, when I say second point of second area is the role of the people advisory team or HRVPs or human resources being focused again on two points. One, HR doesn't manage people. We help managers, not managing, leading uh, right. and doing leaders or, and improving our leadership skills. So... Yeah. We, we asked them to focus on that, to focus on the new leaders that we had on, on the company. Uh, not also, at the same time, not forgetting people. When I say people, it's the human side of the person and all the people are equally within the team, within the team and within the company. So it's not because you're a junior developer that you'll be not only treated, but you'll have less time with them that you have with the leader. It's more the, on one side, help leaders to reduce the level of tensions and of problems that uh, were raising. Mm -hmm. Second point, listening and active listening to people yeah. when they share their problems, when they provide their information, their inputs to create new processes. And I would say mm -hmm. that looking back, and it's quite, it was something really natural. It's not something that was um, deliberate. Mm -hmm. It wasn't need. We didn't need the, to think on it to to do it. Um, yes. But it was okay. If someone gives a good idea to change something that we have, let's change it. In a corporate yeah. world or in a big company, I would say that's not easy. But that is my role, and it was the role of the senior leaders. It's our role to make sure if something, if a good idea is presented, and if we believe in it. So let's make it happen, even if um, it will challenge the status quo and it will make people re-questioning and see it not the best positive way in the beginning. It's our yeah. role to influence, to explain the why and to make sure that we can make it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very interesting that all the points that you have mentioned and talking about um, the third critical ingredient so, so the audience can understand where we are in the conversation. We started with understanding a little bit about Telmo. Then we went to what is a chief people officer, um, world-class chief, chief people officer, um, what is the role of a world-class chief people officer. Then we discussed a little bit more of radical focus, world-class leadership. And now going to um, how do we inspire execution and how do we instill the culture of execution? So nowadays everyone is talking about, and you were talking about the concept of a child, of the dailies, weeklies, monthlies, quarterlies, one-on-ones, town halls, or all ends meetings. So from your experience, what are the most valuable rit rhythms for you to keep everyone on the same page? People tend to say that it's better to over-communicate than not to communicate. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that over-communicate and not communicate are both bad. Because if you over, and, and we made that, or I made that in certain moments, 
because we're changing so many things and we want to share everything. And when we, when we say share, we, we, we decided right. to find different approaches for different topics. But at the moment, people were just basically lost. They were mixing communication or we were mixing communication because we're talking about, okay, we're going to release this new process or this new benefit or whatever it is. And at the same time, we're starting a different process that we made last year. And at the same, suddenly they were mixing things because people don't pay that much attention to emails, even to town halls, to everything. So it's when you over communicate, you are not sending the right message. So it's, it will lose focus basically. So (laughs) again, and, and, and this is my perception. So it's really open to debates and, (laughs) but I, again, leadership, it's key. And it's not only formal leaders, it's informal leaders. So it's engaging uh, leaders um, first level, so I'm not talking about uh, directors or, or middle management. I'm talking about team leaders that basically they are the, f- the front end and the first ones to, to be sure that the message that can guarantee that the message is well uh, explained and well shared and the purpose of what's being done. Yeah. So what we made was we, or there were several initiatives. If I start thinking, I, I will, I will say like ten channels, but more than the channels, there were two or three main communication principles. It's what it's day to day, and not only day to day. When you talk about um, performance appraisal, uh, mm-hmm. practices, the, or even new processes that we're implementing. Um, we always started by explaining it to the, the leaders, so team leaders, and mm-hmm. in some cases, informal leaders. We went mm-hmm. saying, okay, we know that in team A, this is a person that is that it, it will influence others because of his personality. And so in an informal way, we went to explain him also what was going to happen. Not ever, ever before uh, the other, the rest of the people. So mm-hmm. we communicated, for example, to team leaders and the team leader and the company at the same time had a communication to a generic communication, depending mm-hmm. if it could be on the town hall, it could be in small team grow, uh, meetings, it could be several mm-hmm. places. But then we had an informal talk or someone had an informal talk with that person to, to give an in-depth explanation on what was happening. And then there was more generic communication um, that was mainly through town halls. Um, mm-hmm. that, that was the, the main focus. We had one every quarter. And uh, again, for example, those, those, the town halls were mainly focused on what are you guys doing? So mm-hmm. it's not only share what the company is doing, it was mainly, and when I say mainly, it was it was around eighty percent of the time, was the teams presenting what they are doing in a technical level, not not going in depth, of course, but showing the impact that they were having on the company. Right. Um, and as you mentioned, agile, agile. I think it's currently, it's it's being. Um, it's not a question of being something already a standard. More mm-hmm. than 
that I would say that's becoming a part of the way people work and mm -hmm. not following the principles as a, as a fixed thing, but as a principle and with good practices and, mm -hmm. and saying, okay, this is a good practice. I need to follow this. But if my client doesn't see added value or if I don't have added value or if I need to waive a part of the uh, Scrum Master uh, advices because my client uh, is in, in first place, then I should focus. I, I may lose or I may, I may not follow one, one of the best practices because the client comes first. And I'm saying best practice. I'm not talking, of, of course, about um, engaging people and sharing uh, and being sure that we're not pushing too much or uh, negotiating the deliverables. But sometimes you need to, on those, on some of those points, or sorry, not on those points, but on other points, you need to forget about them or at least um, choose to go in a different way because our client yeah. comes first or our partner comes first more than our client. Absolutely. So it's having, not being fundamentalist about frameworks and uh, methodologies and, and being flexible and, and trying to use those frameworks and methodologies to really serve um, the stakeholders of, of the business because that's what we want at the end, uh, which is to add value and to impact uh, the well-being of of those stakeholders right the client the people the the shareholders uh, and everyone in the company awesome and for those kind of companies who are scaling from 1b to 1 tree there are different options for for growth and it can be even more challenging to grow after 1b in in revenues so what are some of the avenues for growth on your perspective I think that it's very challenged to grow on already big companies, but I'd say that the main thing is uh, re-question themselves, uh, not losing focus on what the company is good at. Of course, being aware of what's happening on, on the market. Mm -hmm. But I think that basically it's to, to be sure that you are focused on what you're doing well and seeing new opportunities and seizing them um, scaling internationally mainly. Um, yeah. When I say this, I think that that the, there's such a fast pace of change everywhere that more established companies or bigger companies, they are much more difficult to maneuver and to change. Mm -hmm. So, and, and even to be more efficient because I think that we are talking about a lot about people, mm -hmm. uh, but you see more and more the problem of um, reskilling, upskilling, uh, and right. that's a big challenge also on, on scaling and on, on being from a, a billion to a trillion. It's it, it's it, it's a big big challenge and a big boat. Mm -hmm. It's very takes a long time to change direction. Absolutely. Very good point. And um, so now, nowadays we discuss a lot uh, the corporate scale-up collaboration and corporates are critical for scale-ups because having two or three corporates as clients can have a huge impact on, on sales. And even in terms of partnerships, if we can leverage the channels of corporates, we can go to market much faster. 
uh, and at the same time, it's very difficult for corporates to innovate by themselves and having scale-ups as partners for that innovation uh, and for, in terms of helping them also with digital transformation is really critical. So the question is, how do we make this partnership um, more effective for both sides and the win-win relationship? Uh, how important is for you this, this collaboration between scale-ups and the corporates? I think it's key and it goes, it connects with the, the former point that we were discussing, how big companies uh, scale or continue to grow. Um, I think that partnering, it's not only key, but it's it, it will be a need. If you don't partner with other companies, it, it will, you'll, I will say, I was going to say you drown or you sink, but I would say more than that, you, you're going to die. Uh, yeah. Companies, um, the, the the new views, and on one side you have the legacy of 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 the way you build your business, and you have companies just fresh ideas, new approaches, completely different ways of of seeing things and of doing things. So, partnering is key on all of the business and all of the areas. It's not only on the business side, but also on support functions. If you want, like in HR, mm -hmm. you need to review your process. You need to be much more agile on the recruitment. You need to be more efficient, and our on our all of the all of the processes. Uh, the question where is I, I would say that the key point is to respect the the culture of the different companies. And when you are a big partner, or when you start, you look at in a beta stage of a company. And you work with them, and you help. Basically, you you adjust your process, or you don't adjust your processes. You try that company to serve your existing process, uh, so in a better way. So, yeah. and I think that's not, that's not the best way to do it. It just challenge yourself, the full process, and listen to to the the the, the startups. Uh, and when yeah. I said respecting the the culture, it's. Also, when we are talking about this, if we think that uh, a startup has a completely different mindset and way of work than a corporate company, yeah. And when I'm saying when I'm saying this, there are some companies that not, that even on compliance level they cannot work that way. I would say that the first entry, the barrier to of entry of of a startup in a corporate level or in a corporate world. It's looking for the compliance. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to follow this process. And that's the first barrier. So if we don't adjust our processes, if we don't think outside of the box, and if you don't, you're, if you're not flexible, basically, you won't grasp, you won't have the chance to grab the opportunity that that company can allow you for growth um, yeah. or for change. Uh, on the opposite side, on the more... On the startups, I think that it's again the verse or the the other processes that I were talking about. So it's looking for a company, a big company, and not as the only client, as big as they can be, and keeping truth to themselves and keeping um, their purpose very focused and very aligned to be sure that they're not swallowed by a corporate culture that normally trends to smother all new ideas. <laughs> Um, but it, it, and it's normal. It's not. Uh, I'm not saying it in a. It's negative, of course, but I'm not saying it in a negative way of saying that. Okay, don't work with corporate or with big corporate companies. 
No, it's the opposite. Work with them, but keep trust, keep truth to yourself and to the purpose of your business. Yeah. And try not to depend too much on one company. And I'm not saying in a financial point of view. I'm saying on wavering, waving, sorry, your purpose because they have a big weight on what you're doing, on your revenue, and to pay the bills that it's needed, that are needed. Yeah. Uh, but but. Again, looking to the experience, even on at Natixis, at not only Natixis, even before uh, working with different companies and, and open, being very open, and I know what the market is doing in Porto uh, and in Portugal, uh, Lisbon also, and other regions like Coimbra. It's they're they're very very open. Big companies are getting very open and trying to to partner, not to buy the companies, but to mm-hmm. partner them and that's um i'll say that's the key root point of success absolutely very good points and uh, we uh, arrive to the last question of the show and one of our favorite uh, questions which is if you would have the opportunity to meet yourself and let's say uh, as as your journey with emerging is still uh, early let's say that you would be starting again at natixis what advice would you offer to to Talmo at that time um, I, I would just tell you two things. I'll answer you know, on two advices in different moments. Uh, starting at Natixis, I would say collaboration is key. And it was something that uh, I, the two and a half years that I was there, or almost three years that I was there, basically are the equivalent of probably six or seven years in other companies because of the pace and the fast way mm-hmm. we're doing things. But not just doing things, just releasing things. It was making them with impact, leaving an impact. Um, and probably the first three more, three or four months, uh, being focused on execution. Uh, sometimes you forget about collaboration because the fast way to do things is do it on your doing it on your own. Mm-hmm. And so team up, build a team, and not only looking to the people you lead but also to your partners and the people you need to influence. Um, so I'll tell myself that on the, on the early days. And the second point I was in the start of my career, I would say, um, I, w- I would tell myself on one side, you cannot change the world, um, but you can help shape the world. Uh, <laughs> and, and the ability to not quit. And I'm, uh, this is, I would say that, reflects who I am today, but it's a principle that I, I, I think that I need to have all the time is you won't, alone you won't change the world, but you, you will shape the world influencing others um, with energy, with enthusiasm, with being positive, not being full of not seeing the negative points or the problems or the challenges that you're face, that they're facing. But yeah. um, but be 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 bold, keep believing, and and, um, and work with others to make it happen. That's awesome, Telmo. Thank you for sharing your experience with us today. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you very much for your invite. I hope that it was a it was it will be a useful uh, talk and a useful podcast so people can listen. And if you have any other questions anytime or if you need anything from my side, please 
connect with me or reach me. Um, I think that people may have, you can provide my contact to people. Um, I'll share my my thoughts, my my ways of thinking and my experience basically. So each person can listen, understand and make their own way because it's you cannot ever copy an experience uh, because it's not the same context. So I'm Absolutely. fully available to share anything that's needed. Absolutely. Thanks so much again, Telman, to our community. Thanks for being on that side. We keep bringing you the best of the best so you can leverage their lessons and avoid their mistakes. See you soon and keep scaling.